It's witchcraft. <laughs> hey, it's 4:20 a.m. Hi, and welcome to a special Wheel of the Year episode of the Stoned Witches Hour. I'm Layla, and this is my co-host, Shell. Happy Fall Equinox for the Northern Hemisphere, and for the Southern Hemisphere, Happy Spring Equinox. September 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern marks the beginning of Mabin, when the day and night are of equal lengths and the colder season begins. Another notch in the wheel of the year. Why do I always say that? Why do I call it a notch? I don't know. I think of a wheel notching. I can't believe it's Mabin. Can you believe it's Mabin? I cannot believe it's Mabin. Remember our our very first wheel of the year was in bulk. I feel like it was a hundred years ago, but I also feel like where did this year go? Where did this year go? It has been nine months since we started the podcast. We are almost to the witch's new year. Samhain is right around the corner. This is the second harvest. Leaves are already turning. If anybody doesn't know, I am on the East Coast getting ready to do our Halloween October episodes. Yay! And leaves are changing. It's cold. I experienced a thunderstorm for hours the other day. Do Do leaves change in California or no? Sort of, not really. The grass not like gets here, brown. Not like here, no, okay. not at all. Like here, things will go yellow or brown. Oh, and but you some leaves that, will turn a little bit. But you don't get that red and orange, and you don't. That don't happen out there. No, in in the mountains it will. If I go up to Big Bear or something like that, I'll see it a little bit. But even up there, the trees are different, so it's still a lot more yellows, and yellows pal- and browns. Do palm trees change? No, no. Nope. Okay, they stay green and they still look gorgeous. As you can tell, I am totally East Coast here, New England. I know we'll nothing. We'll get about, you out there. We will I know go nothing together. about palm trees. Hey, when we're doing our countrywide road trip, I'll get Hell you there. Yeah. I'll show you palm trees. We'll be cruising around in our little witchy auntie schoolie, and we'll go to all these great places. But, you know, for, for our listeners out there, October is going to be amazing. The witches are back together live and in person, and we we have so much great stuff. Should we so tell much. them should we tell them the theme of October? Yes. Yes, I think we okay. should. Okay. So, as we've told y'all before, I am located in Salem, Massachusetts, which capital of the world? Which capital of the world. And we are dedicating every single October episode to stuff in Salem. Layla is making her way to Salem and we are going to do live and in person together episode oh my god we've never recorded in person together this is going to be so weird we're gonna have so much fun first of all we are gonna have fun but we are gonna dedicate the month of october to various haunted locations um witchy type stories we'll touch a little bit of history of the salem witch trials we're gonna Um, touch on the witch witch trials um of 1692 and in salem October is going to be on fire. It, <laughs> that's a bad choice of words, Shell. Bad choice oh, of words. <laughs> I, you know, it's the good weed. Sorry, it's guys. It's the good weed. It's yeah. the good weed. It's the good weed. But we are going to talk about some of our favorite witches, some of our favorite places. We have both been separately to Salem yep. prior to you living there. We had never been together. So another wonderful thing that we're going to do is visit all these places together. together. And it's going to be fantastic. And actually, surprisingly, 
you know, as we've talked about in the past, I haven't been in Salem too terribly long, two, two and a half years. So we are going to actually go to some places, some some haunted locations that I have actually never been to, even though I live here. It's going to be so much fun to go to a lot of these places for the first time together. Coming up, our next episode, I believe, is September... 28th of September. Will be our kickoff to our October Halloween spooky season in Salem, Massachusetts. So we'll start our Salem Halloween episode September 28th, and it'll come to a big final conclusion with our Samhain episode on Halloween. Halloween. Oh my gosh, I can't believe. So back to the fall equinox. It has always been one of my favorite holidays, particularly on the East Coast, just because this is a great time of year here. I've said already, I'm a basic bitch. I love me some fall. I like the fuzzy boots. I like the fuzzy jackets. I like to wear a hat. Give me a flannel any day. Little fire in the evening. Colored leaves. I'm so there. I have a confession. What's up? I hate pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. There, I said it, people. I said it. I'm with you. I like it in pumpkin pie, and I like it a little bit in things, but man, they've got... I think everything? Everything? Yeah, it's in everything. I think we even mentioned they have pumpkin spice imbued clothing. I can't get behind that. That's just wrong. I, I've never really liked pumpkin spicing coffee or any of that. So I guess I'm not that basic. I'm, I'm not your Starbucks basic bitch. I'm just your fall leaves and Uggs and flannel shirts. Basic. So my sweet boyfriend today, he was off today and in and, and my day job, my real job, my my paying job. This um, is your real job, Shell. That, that job. one just brings in the money. But I, w- I, was at, I was work at home today and he was home. He's like, you want me to make you some cinnamon buns? I'm like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Who doesn't like a freaking cinnamon bun? Duh. The answer to that is always yes. It was a fucking pumpkin spice cinnamon bun. Can I just say that? Like it was oh. a fucking, and it wasn't even like, you know, the white icing that, oh, mm-hmm. the white icing. It was so fucking, good. it was pumpkin spice icing. <gasps> no, see, that's too much. Leave my cream cheese frosting alone. Thank you. Right. So I don't know. I just, I love. So football. did you kick him out? Are you guys still together? I ate it. I was hungry. Yeah, it is sugar. It, yeah. And, you know, if you're high enough, you can even eat pumpkin spice. And I, I, I had a work meeting and I just needed to, like, shove some sweet cinnamon yumminess in my mouth, whether it tasted like pumpkin or not. It, it <laughs> happens. It happens. But aside from pumpkin spice, I love all things fall. You don't get this in California. You only get this on the East Coast in the Northeast. The smell of the leaves change like when all those leaves are red and orange and yellow like the smell of that there's something about it i agree it's definitely it's definitely nice you can tell that the seasons are changing in the beginning of september you could tell that the season was changing it's something something small something infinitesimal changed in the air and it just switched now just just to give folks an idea of kind of the premise of mabin what we celebrate for mabin it is the fall equinox. Day and night are equal length. 12 and 12, man. It's kind of sad for me because, of course, like any other person on the planet, I love those long days. I love them. Me and too. once we once we get to Mabin, that's when it kind of smacks you in the head that, like, it's dark at 7 o'clock now. I like when it gets dark at, like, 8.45, 9 o'clock. Yes. Yeah, the shorter days are hard. People have trouble this time of year. I mean, there, there's that whole seasonal affective disorder or sad. Right. Really does cause problems for people this time of year because there isn't so much sunlight. We're we're kind of mourning the the sun going down a little bit. 
But aside aside from the equinox part, the, the equal day and night part, this is also the second harvest. If you recall back to our Lamas episode um, back in August, we talked about how that was the first of three harvests. Mabin is the second of three harvests. So you've got that equal day and night thing going on aside from that second harvest. Lots of good eats coming out right now, by the way. Another thing I love about this time of year, corn is out. Gourds, you know, pumpkins, squash, all of that is out. Apples are out. Yeah, I love being on the East Coast for apples. There's nothing like a Honeycrisp apple from New York. You have not lived until you've gone apple picking. Every, I think everybody on the East Coast has gone apple picking once in their life. Oh gosh, you have to. It's, it's, it's a joy to do this time of year. Get outside wherever you are. Go to a farmer's market. Go to an apple picking place, a pumpkin picking place if you can. And another thing you can do, something I was shown a long time ago for Mabin that has always struck me with a little bit of wonder. It's a lot of fun to do with kids or even grown-ups, but is to take one of those apples that you have picked out of the tree. Now, normally when you cut an apple in half, you go straight down the, the stem, right? Go from the stem down and you cut it in half. Instead of that, turn it on its side and cut it in half that way, like through the meat of the apple so that you have the stem on one side and like the butt on the other. And then look in the center of that apple where the seeds are and you'll see a five-pointed star. And I love that symbolism for this time of year. Cut your apples in half that way and you can lay that as, as an offering on your altar. But it's kind of beautiful to see the pentacle hidden inside the apple. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think I was like 30-something before I realized that. That if yeah. you cut the apple sideways, I was like, no shit. I don't even know who programmed me to cut apples that way. Also grains i couldn't even think of the word oh yeah making bread i i love that it's anything that you can do with baking the abundance from your garden you probably got too much zucchini from your neighbor or you know you've got your apples you've got fruits and everything is just coming in in abundance this is such a time of year to reflect on that abundance reflect on the work it took to get that type of abundance and prepare it and plan for the winter ahead because the first harvest we may not have thought of winter it's still summer the days are still long we're still enjoying that it's just bountiful but now it's starting to get a little frosty it's getting a little colder and thank all the gods we're getting a little more rain you might actually have in your mind that you need to prepare for the winter time and for the coming cold and to put some of those things away but yeah take those grains and and you know make yourself something delicious you know how i've been into this whole spell jar thing lately oh yeah Gorgeous. I love seeing your spell jars. I was thinking the other night, knowing that we were going to do this episode, a really good Mabin spell jar. Ooh, what's your idea? Here's my idea. Now, you know, I like those little mini mason jar things for spell jars. Good size. Oh, perfect. The, the mini ones. Don't be getting no big gallon thing because too much. No, nobody needs to be filling that up. Too expensive and a little goes a long way. Right. A little bit of dirt in the bottom. Dig it up from your yard. It's plentiful. Yeah, we don't all get to have Salem dirt in our backyard shell. I got Salem dirt, folks. If you need um, (laughs) give a shout out to our email, I'll mail you some Salem dirt. (laughs) Ooh, the first person to email and ask gets some Salem dirt. Right. I'm going to email you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the first leaf, there's always that first leaf that like, I don't know, what what do they call it that leaves do? Turn. color? I guess, like, <laughs> get all brittle. When the chlorophyll goes away. And that's the word I was looking color. for, lacking chlorophyll. I try to find the first leaf, put a nice crispy leaf in, like an autumn leaf. So, you know, a first turned leaf, some dirt, 
a piece of apple, but now, ah, uh, I wonder if I could, but uh, too big. You can even do a slice thing. that way. Cut it in the middle and cut the slice or cut the, just cut the center out. Like cut a big slice and then, and then cut a circle around the, oh, that, the that star in the center. Probably, yeah, that would actually. And to preserve probably. it, you could either use some vitamin E oil or better yet, just use a little bit of lemon juice and put that on there. think of that. And then it won't change color on Genius. you. And then a cinnamon stick. And this time of year, I don't know why, but for some reason, I love burning orange and red candles. Wow, orange and red in the fall. I wonder what that could mean. See, I'm a person, I, I, I personally, yellow is not my favorite. We all have a color in our lives that somehow, for some reason, repulses us. For some reason in my life, yellow repulses me. So I know yellow is a fall color, but I just stick with the red and orange. I love the red and orange. Use gold instead of yellow. I think that's better this time of year anyways. But I've been doing those uh, wax seals. So what I would do is take this orange or red candle, drip the wax over the top of my little spell jar, and then use one of my wax seals to kind of seal my little Mabin spell jar. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And the colors that you choose can reflect what you see in nature. So maybe in California, instead of using some of those deep reds, I might use some of that yellow or, you know, like a brownish orange or something like that, just to kind of reflect what I'm seeing outside in nature. Right, right. Also, you could use like a, a they sell these at like local store, like Trader Joe's or, or Wegmans, little stalks of barley. You can get little stalks of um, wheat, like an actual stalk, not processed. They're kind of pretty to put in spell jars. They really are. They're beautiful. And that grain to represent the god of the corn, the god of the grain, the green man, Kernunos, uh, who's the who's the Dionysus, the god of the vine, the god of wine. God of wine. It's hard to preserve an apple or a grape or something like that in a spell jar. So I think a sheaf of, of grain is perfect to put. Yeah. Just one little and head of grain. Because also, you know how I am. I, with these spell jars... Yes, I'm going for magic. Yes, I'm trying to do a spell, but I also want it to be pretty. Yeah, I love things to be pretty. I That's why I like the pageantry of spellcraft. We talk a lot about being able to do spells just in our head or just by thinking about it or, or forming intention. Sometimes the ceremonial part of it or the ritualistic piece of it, I don't want to say you need that, but sometimes it's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing because being able to see those things in a spell jar or to see each of your quarter altars and your god and goddess altar set up and ready for the season, the incense, the candles, everything puts you into that magical space and gets you into, into a space where you can do magic, where you can affect change. And when we talk about intention, we're not saying you can just tomorrow go out and be like, my intention is to conjure the wind. Because there's there's more to it than that. There's practice and repetition. There's there's training your mind through meditation and through there's a build up things. to it. You're not just poof. There goes the wind. Right, right, exactly. It doesn't happen overnight. And even once you have that training, it's beautiful to to put a, a map and altar together. How often did our community everyone bring things from their garden? Right things that they had created or were in the process of making. And we just all kind of put them together on this altar of bounty, which is what this season really represents. And and see, that's 
kind of the the idea behind the the mini mason jar mabin spell jar so to say as you know in my current living situation i don't have tons of altar space so my altar isn't something i can switch up a lot or i choose not to switch it up a lot whatever that is I can make this little Mabin spell jar and have that be like my Mabin altar for the time being and add it to my current altar without switching up my current altar. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly a good way to do it. And and changing your altar for the seasons is all well and good, but maybe we all can't do that. Right. You know, do it in a smaller way. And I like that. Well, and part of that is, you know, I like my altar the way I like it. Like even when I take it apart and clean it and and cleanse all my stuff and, you know, clean and dust and all, I literally put every single thing back exactly where I had it last time. (laughs) Way too OCD about my altar. But, you know, that's a good point, Shell, is this is an excellent time of year to clean your altar, even if you're not going to decorate it for the season. I mean, we talk a lot about cleansing for the holidays, but in the Southern Hemisphere right now, it's Ostara, the spring equinox. And so, so like spring cleaning, this is the flip side of that. We're going into winter, like in spring cleaning, you want to cleanse everything and bring in that new air. Fall fall cleaning is so underrated, but let me tell you, you want it, you know, even if it's not for witchy purposes, dude, the holidays are coming. People are coming to your house. It's getting cold. Your furnace is going to be on. You're going to be closing everything in. Right. You know, keep it in clean. Right. Close it and clean. Make sure that things smell the way that you want them to smell. Burn that incense. Make sure you're, you know, you have those fall scents or those wonderful scents. Oh my God. You know what I got at the grocery store the other day? What'd you get? You know how they have those freaking broomsticks that are like- The cinnamon brooms. You love those. The minute I start getting that fall vibe and here in the East Coast, it's that fall vibe is 80 degrees during the day and 45 at night. (laughs) So that's your sign to take yourself to the local supermarket, to the flower section. And every year I get one of those cinnamon brooms. And I'm telling you, that shit lasts until well after Christmas. Almost like it puts my mindset, okay, I'm smelling cinnamon 24-7. It must be fall. Being back on the East Coast, one of my favorite things is Wegmans. Oh my God, I love Wegmans. We call I love them so much. We actually call it Weggies. Weggies. Love Weggies. Well... I happen to be in Rochester, New York. Oh my God, isn't that like the birthplace of Wegmans? Yes, it is. (laughs) Stupid that I know this. (laughs) It's stupid that I know this. I'm here in the birthplace of Wegmans. Anyway, the point is, is I think they have an orange and cinnamon scented wreath. I thought of you when I saw it because I know that you really like the cinnamon brooms. And so I thought an orange and cinnamon scented, that's got to be fantastic. You know what is another cool fall thing to do at your house? If you like that fall scent, take a freaking big pan, like a big spaghetti pan. I'm sure it has a better name than a spaghetti pan, but that's what I call it. A big spaghetti pot, fill it like three quarters of the way with water and then Fill that pot with cut up apples, cut up oranges, and cinnamon sticks. Your house will smell like damn fall in 40 minutes. That sounds like it smells fabulous. And I'm going to do it. Yeah, the oranges, the apples, and the cinnamon, let me tell you. Throw in some cranberries. You're going to want to lick the air in your house. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that'll get your house all permeated with good (laughs) feelings. And lots of... And while you do it, think of abundance. The apples... I mean, apples are symbols of uh, longevity, of immortality, fertility. health, fertility, uh, harvest, and oranges are symbols of wealth and cleansing and all these good things. And so you put this stuff all together and not only you're getting a wonderful scent in your house, 
but you're also getting all these fabulous vibes, all these auras of goodness going through your house as well. Now, you know, I love making incense. So I wanted to talk real quick about maybe you're, if you're an herbally person like me and you want to come up with some sort of Mabony type concoction, I call them concoctions. Love it. This time of year, a lot of the things I like to burn are like bay leaves, which normally I think of bay leaves with spaghetti, but <laughs> aren't they really oh. good for banishing spirits to yep. bay leaf? So yeah, great. The veil of it's getting thin. Yeah, the veil between the worlds is getting very, very thin. It's obviously thinnest on Samhain, but it's thinner now than at most other times of the year. So something to protect you from spirits or, or to call them in alternatively if, if you're looking to reconnect with some loved ones. You know, bay is excellent to, to help protect your home. But again, you know, other things besides that, you know, sage, rosemary, yarrow, um, echinacea, hysops. We think of hysops for beer. It has other uses, folks. Um, but you know, sometimes if I'm making some sort of incense, sometimes I make the jars of herbs more, not to necessarily burn, but more like in a spell jar type fashion. Sure. I'll put stones in there this time of the year, just like I would pick candles that are like red and orange. I will use a yellow stone for this just because yellow stones are different than me hating the color yellow in general. I would use carnelian or citrine and put like a little stone like I get sometimes I buy mass quantities of those little chip stones and I'll put a couple of chips based on the color and what I'm using it for I'm big That's on color correspondences too color correspondences are great because they're an easy way to get you right into the mindset for Mabin you can use hematite you can use cat's eye amber citrine you know anything that's kind of that yellowy, reddy, orangey. Not that hematite is. That's obviously not. But still, good stone for this time of year. And then, like I said, with candles, I would use like the reds, the oranges. You can use yellow. Not my personal preference. You know what actually is really cool? Like if you can get your hands on like a burgundy candle this time of year. Oh, I love that color. And with Christmas coming, all the Christmas shit is out. So you can get burgundy candles pretty much now. Burgundy is an excellent color also because, you know, it looks like wine. It's that like dark wine red. Yeah. And this is, again, the time of year when Dionysus, the god of the vine, uh, grapes are sacred this time of year. It's well, also September is the wine moon. I kind of think of this time of year. It should be the bud moon because people harvest bud this time of year too. So why isn't the, it the bud moon? Right. <laughs> Another thing this time of year I think about is with Mabin and Ostara, that's the opposite, right? We did establish yeah. that in the stone mines. Yes. Um, with this and Ostara, it's kind of, you got to kind of also think of it as like a transition time because cold sucks, warm is great, and fall and spring are the transition between that. So it's kind of the transition into the next big season. Right. Everything is getting darker. It's getting colder. It's getting more shut in. It's getting more hermity. I always feel like a hermit this time of year. Yeah, this is definitely a time when people start to go inward. We are in the... We're getting to the darker half. We're, we're, we're marching down the darker half trail. Yeah, we are on the, we are on the back end of the, of the dark half of the year, and it's just going to get darker from here. You know, you have to kind of go inward. This is the time to put things away, to, to take stock of where you're at. You know, this is the second harvest, so you know how things are turning out in your garden, both literal and figurative. And so you know what has worked for you and what hasn't. So now is the time to harvest and put away and learn from the things that have worked for you and to, to cut down the things that didn't and get rid of them. 
you know, put them in your compost pile for next year, you know, grow from those things, even if they didn't serve you the way that you wanted them to learn from that type of thing and, and take stock of that. You know, we're, we're going to be a lot of us, I mean, not in California, but a lot of the country is going to go inside a lot and kind of be stuck. And we're going to end up going inside our own heads a lot. So you kind of want to prepare for that and be ready. Start journaling. Start taking stock of where you're at in your life right now and, and you know, do some things to prepare for the next season. It's also a good time to start ancestor work. Um, the next like couple of months are a good time for ancestor work. Tis the season for the veil to be thin, like you said. That's also another another thing that you can kind of work into your Mabin slash Samhain uh, rituals and stuff and, and the moons in between. Good time to touch base with the old ancestors. Very, very good point. Like you said, the veil is very thin this time of year. And, and one ritual, there was a, a woman in our community did this and I totally stole this idea from her. So Sarah, I love your idea, stole it. But she has a black plate, and on this plate that is part of her altar for the season, she writes, I believe in gold and silver, around the edge in a spiral of this plate. She has written all of the names of the ancestors and people that she knows that have passed, and anytime someone else that she knows passes, she adds them to this plate. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a very moving, beautiful way to remember because one of the things that we do for Samhain is we set a place at the table, at the dinner table for the people who have passed. And to have that plate in particular be the one that you set at the table is a beautiful way to remember and honor. It, it doesn't, it could be people, just people that you know in your life that have passed. It could be a plate of all your ancestors that you could think of that you've written down. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that, but that's a very beautiful way to remember your ancestors. And I love to- that idea. Totally yeah. love that idea. So hopefully all of you can steal it, Sarah. Thank you. I've stolen it. And now other people will probably also steal it, but it's, a, it's, it's just really nice. And then you can look at that. And as you read these names, you can reflect on it. And I have started to do a little bit of ancestor work and it's, it's powerful, it's raw, and it's definitely this is definitely a good time of year to do it but stay grounded you know make sure you have your hematite it's delightfully frightening it is a delightfully frightening time of year no i'm at ancestor work oh yeah ancestor work is delightfully frightening yes yes it is mabin is also the time when persephone is supposed to return to the underworld back to her husband hades for that half of the year when she is with him and and that's when her mother demeter goes into mourning And that's why the earth kind of gets cold and has snow. Oh. So according to Circle of the Sacred Muse, the birth of Mabin ap Modrin, which means great son of the great mother, is celebrated at the equinox. He is born from his mother Modrin, who is seen as the guardian of the other world, the earth, and the protector. Mabin was stolen from his mother when he was three nights old. In one version of the myth, the eagle, the owl, the blackbird, the stag, and the salmon rescued him while in another, King Arthur was the one who saved him. During his captivity, Mabin dwelled in a magical otherworld in Madrin's womb. Madrin's womb was a place of challenge and nurturing, and while there, Mabin grew in strength and wisdom before being reborn as the Son of Light, his mother's champion. So this kind of follows the Persephone myth a little bit because he goes back into his mother's womb to be protected and then comes back out as the Son of Light. When Persephone, she goes into the underworld with Hades, 
she eats some seeds from the pomegranate. And so when her mother finally finds her, she stays in the underworld for six months of the year and comes back out for six months. It's the kind of same story. Madrin goes into the womb, Persephone goes to the underworld, and the world gets dark and cold. And then when Persephone comes up from the underworld and Mabin is reborn, then the light returns to the earth. And we get warmth and the sun and growing things again. So that's the story of Mabin, which is, again, basically that whole theory, that mythos of, of going within and kind of gathering your strength and right. finding, finding that within yourself before being reborn into the light and being able to take those things that you have learned internally and bring them out to the world. Right, right. So some good ways to do that are journaling, meditating, doing ritual. This is a great time of year to spend some time with yourself, do self-meditation. This is what you should, you know, a lot of people like to meditate just sitting. I'm going to sit, close my eyes, meditate. You can meditate walking through the woods of fall beautiful leaves and get the same effect as if you sat on your damn bed and closed your eyes. You know, I also look at this as kind of winding down your outside time. Take advantage of your outside time. Take it all in because it's going to be many months before it's back in flush. That's right. Live every day as if it's going to be the last time you get that glorious sunshine and that wonderful warmth. Do all the outdoors things you can seize this season grab it all store it all in because like you said it's going to be dark soon enough and you're not going to be able to do those things that you love so do it as much as you can none of us are promised tomorrow well we do hope that everybody has a very happy blessed mabin reap reap what you're sowing guys now's the time happy harvest happy thanksgiving period and we will have another tick and a notch out of this wheel Coming up for Samhain on Halloween. Thank you for joining us for this Wheel of the Year. And we will see you, like Shell said, at Samhain. So do that ancestor work. Get your harvests. Do the outside thing while you still can. And we'll catch you at Samhain.